the Talk About podcast was designed to discuss topics related to modern culture and society that affects the black community. Recently, we've been focused on issues and topics that are associated with the United States. But we all know that the black community expands far beyond the borders of the United States. And that's why on the upcoming season on Talk About With Ron, I want to take the podcast international and start talking to different members of the black community that were not born and raised in the United States. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what are the challenges that you face as a black person in your country. Now, whether it's good or bad, you know, economic or not. I want to understand your country, the black community. We need to come together and we should come together and understand each other. Because my experiences as a black American or African-American is not the same as yours. I've sat down and I've talked to different black people from around the world and, you know, who live here in the United States from other countries. And the experience is totally different. I want to hear that. I want to share that experience with other black people. You know, my experiences you've learned from me and I have international listeners and I want to invite you to come on to my show and talk to me and tell the world about your country. Represent your country. Represent where you're from. Tell everybody what they should know about your country. I want to Open those doors up to everybody, because like I said earlier, the black community extends far beyond the boundaries of the United States border. I want to talk to all of you. I want to hear your experience. I want to share your experiences and you can be an ambassador for your country and tell everybody what they should know about your country, you, how you're raised, your culture, your experiences your view in life, everything. If you would like to come on the podcast and discuss your country and where you're from, there's a link down below. You can go on to my show and register as a guest. You can contact me directly on Facebook. It's the Ron Frazier Sr. You can go to my website, www.talkaboutwiththeron.com. And you can have access to send me a message directly or you can register as a guest, fill out the registration form and I will contact you. This invitation also goes out to people who live in the United States that are from other countries that were born and raised in other countries. So don't think that just because you live in the United States that you can't come on and be a part of this experience. I know that there are many people in the United States who were just moved here in the last five, 10 years and who have extensive experience in their country where you come from. So this invite goes to everyone that were not born and raised in the United States. So I invite you all to come be a part of the Talk About With The Ron Black Experience World Tour. Welcome back to another episode of Talk About. 
and today we're going to be talking about credit and i have today with me my wife raquel how you doing raquel hi theron so today we're going to be talking about credit and um both of us got really good experience with credit you know i have over the last five years had a 800 plus credit score and you have had yes over an 800 almost a perfect credit score i haven't been tracking for how long though so um you came from jamaica that's different right so they didn't have a credit system in jamaica like they have in the u.s right no, Jamaica doesn't use a credit system. So when I first moved here and heard that I had to purchase stuff on credit to build a credit history, I was super surprised. So um, what do they have in Jamaica? You either purchase whatever you're purchasing with cash or you can do a loan through a financial institution or, you know, a private loan if you choose but there are no credit history that they do add up for a number of years that does give you better interest rates per se. So in Jamaica, when they um, you apply for a loan, how do they determine you get approved? Is, is There's no system where they just decide you're going to approve, they're going to give it to you or not? Yes, they do have a system. And... I have been away for a while, so okay. I'm not really sure, you know, how much things have changed. But they do have a system that they go through. The financial institutions, they require, it depends on the amount of um, money that you're borrowing, then they require different collaterals for you to put up um, in regards to getting that money. So if you're trying to get 200000 and you do have some land or a house that you can use as collateral, then they would lend you the money against that land or house that you have okay okay it's kind of like a, um a second mortgage here similar scenario where you can borrow against your um um assets yes all right so um what we're going to be doing this episode is we're going to be trying to um teach everybody how to get or maintain their credit score to have a high one um build your credit score if you're trying to increase your score or if you're young and you're starting out what to do to Get her start out with a good credit score and where to go um, and what to do, what actions you should be taking. Yes. Um, when you came here, like you said, you came here from Jamaica, and when you got here, you had no credit. So Yes, I started from zero. <laughs> <laughs> and so since we got together, we you know started dating and got married, um, I've given you some tips on how to help boost your credit score, right? Yes. And me for for myself, um, my situation. I started when I was young. Actually, um, I was eighteen, and I got my first credit card when I was twenty. No, I was nineteen when I got my first credit card, and um, I've been working on my credit since then. So, um, first thing I did when I started working on my credit was I went and bought a bed. Um, okay. from a local furniture store mm -hmm. and I paid um, monthly payments on my bed until I paid it off. Yes. And that was my first item on my credit. <laughs> and I did something similar as well. It is. Yes. And then um, after that, um, of course, you know, I'm a car fanatic. So over my lifetime, I've owned more than 30 some cars. And, and most of those cars I financed. So when I bought a car and sold a car, or I bought a car and traded one in, each one of those vehicles got paid off. And mm -hmm. that's that helped my credit score as well. Yeah. So, um, 
Now, one of the things that happened to me uh, as I was making those transactions with my cars was that when I went to a dealership, they stole my they sold my credit information or someone stole my credit information and then someone ended up um, stealing my identity. Wow. And that impacted my credit. You know, this was like in 2006, 2007, maybe 2005 when that happened. Mm -hmm. And it impacted my credit to where what I ended up having to do was call well, actually, what happened was I got called by the Secret Service, which was surprising to me because I didn't know they handled those type of crimes. But the Secret Service called me one Sunday afternoon and said that, asked me, was I in a certain area mm-hmm. in a state that I don't live in? And I said, no. So he said, well, someone used your, your ID with your information on it to purchase something at a uh, Pep Boys in another state. Okay. And the cashier recognized that the person had came in before wasn't the same person who was showing on the ID this time, so they called authorities. And that's how Secret Service got involved because it was a identity theft type crime, ring or something. So um, he told me to pull my credit reports. And at the time, you know, I wasn't monitoring my credit reports. Yes, so that's told, very important. Yeah. So he told me to pull my credit report, and I... Um, had to put a lock on my credit, which is, I suggest everybody doing it, not just because somebody stole your credit, but just in general, put a lock on your credit so that when somebody do go out and try to buy something in your name, they have to call you first. They, well, the, the credit reporting agency will call you and ask you whether or not you're attempting to make a purchase. And then you can tell them yes or no. If not, they'll deny it. You can call, you can find out where the person was trying to make the purchase and call the authorities to go there. Um, but that's some stuff that I've learned along the way when that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I ended up doing was working with um, this person opened up so many different accounts and so many different credits and all that in my name. Where I had to um, get one bank and they took it all and they helped me resolve it. So in over a year, my credit story, my credit score got impacted. But I was able to build it back up, is what I'm saying. Okay. So, um, uh, you want to share a little history on yours, on, on your side, or you want to get right into it? Let's get right into it. Okay. Well, um, like I said before, one of the first things you want to do as credit is to um, get a start a credit monitoring account with like somewhere like Equifax, right? Yes, and I do have one of those. So, um. What that does is help you monitor your credit report from all three credit agencies. Now, isn't there a new credit credit agency out now? It was the fourth one they just added. I am not aware. I'm gonna we're gonna have to do some research while we're on the air, and we're gonna come back to that one right there. Okay. So, um, get a credit monitoring like Equifax, and then monitor all three credit reports, so you can have access and see what's on your credit. That's step number one. Is Pull your credit report and look and review it and see what's on it. They do have some credit reporting websites that you're able to go to and pull your credit report for free. So you're able to see where you're at. You're able to know what your score is and you're able to see all the things that are actually impacting your credit report. Okay. You, you know of any, you want to give an example of one? 
Yes, so I know of Credit Karma, and um, my sister actually uses Credit Karma, so I know um, from her feedback that it's a website that really does work and does do what it said that it will do. Okay, so one of the first steps you want to do is, is buy something. You might want to get a loan for it and buy it and pay it, pay it on time, right? Yes, that's <laughs> important for you to pay your bills on time. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Some people um, may, you know, get some stuff and then they don't be worried about it. It's a credit card. It's only $10. Well, that $10 affects your credit. Yes, it does. They do report everything. Yes. So even if you had a credit card, get a credit card and open it up and pay it on time. Even if you're paying the minimum payment, you're paying it on time. Your balance may be two three hundred dollars but your minimum payment may be ten fifteen dollars pay it pay the ten fifteen on time yes my suggestion um when it comes when it comes to opening up a credit card is to get a credit card with a low maximum balance on it for example for your first credit card if you're a teenager and i suggest this with parents with with teenagers to start them with like a two hundred dollar credit card yes and that's one that they can pay off the whole balance at the end of the month or it won't be a whole struggle struggle to pay it off if they max it out mm-hmm. and you won't be worried about that and then um once you get your credit card and matter of fact not just for teenagers because i'm in a real estate business as well and i've had scenarios where lenders have suggested my clients go and open up a credit card just to help build their credit and pay it on time for a couple months okay yes i've heard that too so that's um, that's why a credit card is important. And for people that have a credit card that they've had for a long time, do not close that credit card account. No. Because the longer, the older your card, the, your very first account, if it's a credit account like a credit card, you want to leave that open because the longer that is open, it shows a longer history of credit. Yes, and I do have my first credit card that I got when I first started out in the credit, um, building credit, and I still have that card to today. It started with a $100 balance, <laughs> and I still have it. My balance has went up some, though, but I still have that credit card to, to this day. Yeah, I, I, I still have mine. My very first credit card, I still have a 25% interest rate on it. <laughs> But I don't care because yes. it started a $200 balance, but the balance is way higher now. Not the balance, but the limit. But um, I still got it. I don't use it much, but I got it. <laughs> yes, the limit on mine is actually much higher as well. Another thing with credit cards is that you want to keep the balance low if possible. And my suggestion is to stay away from revolving credit. Yes. Even though those companies are the companies that are so willing to start you out when you're starting out building credit. Yeah, they they do. They they love to give you credit because it's you're you're buying their product. For example, an and if you don't know an example of a revolving credit line is somewhere like a department store card like Macy's or Dillard's, Dillard's or JCPenney. You basically have an account open with them with a certain amount of credit limit on it. So you can go and buy stuff there from their store. As long as you over, you know, you're not over your credit limit, you can purchase. 
but you're building a balance at that particular store and you can't use that credit anywhere else other than that store. That's why I personally, and I and know the people may disagree, but that's why I personally stay away from those type of cards. What's your, what's your, thoughts? I agree, but I still have mine. That is the longest account <laughs> that I've had. <laughs> I have to confess. Well, it's fine. <laughs> it's open, right? It is. It's open. I use it every now and, and again, but it just sits there basically with a zero balance. Exactly. And a very high limit. Another thing is um, with the uh, revolving credit line, the difference between that and your actual credit card is that when you're looking at your credit report, and let's say you have a balance on a revolving card. I'm not a balance, but I keep, can, keep saying balance, but I meant to say if you have a credit limit of $1,000 on that card and your balance may be $150, it's still showing that $1,000 as basically used but not used. It's available to you, but it's thousand dollars for credit that's not available as credit to you. Unlike your credit card, like a Visa, Mastercard, credit card, if you have a ten thousand dollar balance and your ten thousand dollar credit limit, mm-hmm. and your balance is five hundred dollars, well, you still got nine thousand five hundred dollars of available credit to you, and that shows in your report as available credit. Yes, a lot of people don't know that, and a lot of people may not understand that. So pay off your debts, keep balances low on credit card and other revolving credit lines. And my, again, my suggestion is staying away from revolving. Uh, if you got debts like car payment or whatever asset that's something that you're purchasing, always try to, if you if you want to buy furniture or something. Yes. For me personally, mm-hmm. ever since I, I don't like buying, per, I don't like buying furniture and making payments on furniture. I agree. Because every time you do that, I mean, by the time you finish paying for it, you're trying to buy it's time to buy new furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's one way of looking at it. So, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I've, I've um, we've, we've every time we bought furniture together, we we've, we've always just... purchased it. All right. Yes, yeah. I do agree. I, I I believe, and knowing how I am, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do like to see things refreshed, so I do agree with you in purchasing it outright and being, you know, financially and economically friendly with what you're purchasing. Yeah. You may be out at an event or some sporting events. I know I see it all the time at the Falcons game. And they're asking you to fill out this form and, and you and fill out, apply for our credit card and we'll give you this free towel or apply for this and we'll give you that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> I, I avoid those at all costs. They can't give if they can't give it to me for free. I'm not filling out something for a credit card because number one, what it's going to do is going to be a, a, a inquiry on your credit report when they fill you fill it out. They're going to mm-hmm. check your credit, and every time they check your credit or somebody check your credit, it's going to knock your credit score down. Some yes, that so does that, happen. So um, only apply for a credit card if needed. That's my motto. Credit cards and new accounts. Yes. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. New account. That's because it may not come with a credit card. So you might right. go. And, and, and if, you're, if you're shopping for a car, don't go from dealership to dealership 
looking for your car and let them pull your credit every Everywhere time you go. you go. Yes, that's a very bad idea. Know what your credit score is. That's why you're going to have to credit monitoring service up front. Know what your credit score is and be confident in that. Go to the place, test drive the car, see what you want to do. If you don't like the car, don't talk to their finance manager. Don't fill out an application. Don't do anything where they're going to pull your credit. Yes, move along. If, if you're not satisfied with what they have, just keep it moving. Another reason you want to pull your credit report is to check for accuracies and inaccuracies on your credit report. Yes, that's important. What people may find is that you may pull your credit report and say, I don't, I don't know what that account is. That's not my account. I didn't ever do that. And another reason you may pull it, and you may see stuff that is yours, and that may be old stuff, right? Yes. So what you can do with that, 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 there's two ways you can take this information. Once you pull it, you see what's on there. We can, what you can do is, if it's not your account, dispute it. Of course. If it is your account and you do what? You can still dispute it. Exactly. If it is your account, and what happens sometimes is that these companies get bought out by other companies or you may, um, it's maybe really old and the company don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. If you dispute it, what's the worst that can happen? Because after 30 days, they have the company you're disputing has 30 days to respond back to the credit company. And if they don't get a response back in 30 days, what do they do, Raquel? They drop it off your credit report. And that helps your credit score. Yes, it helps improve your credit score over time. So um, dispute everything in your credit report. Check and make sure it's accurate. Uh, Some of the things that can affect your credit and how long they stay on your credit. For example, if you have a delinquency, and what a delinquency is when... You don't pay a bill on time like a credit card or a car payment or something that you're paying for with an account. Mm -hmm. If you don't pay it on time, in 30 days, they report it to the credit agency. Yes. If you don't pay it after 30 days and it goes another 30 days and that's 60 days, it goes to the credit agency. Now, some companies, though, they do give you a grace period before they report it. They might sometimes give you a courtesy call, but if you still do not pay that bill within that grace period, they're going to report it to the credit company. And the grace period is normally within the first 30 days, right? Yes, it is. So it's probably about some have five days, some have 15 days. Uh, and if you repair it in that grace period, they don't, they may tar- charge you a late fee, but you may not, it's not going to get reported to the credit, credit agency. Right. Thanks for that tip. Uh, so many things that... St- uh, fix your credit and stay on your credit. And I was about to get into delinquencies. Oh, we just talked about delinquencies, but delinquencies actually talk, stays on your credit for seven years. So let's say you missed 30 day after 30 day after 30 day. And it's like a year and you haven't paid it in a year. It's then it's staying on your account. Now what they may do is write it off. Sometimes it's a write off that a neck that affects your uh, credit in a negative way. And then sometimes they, uh, uh, they charge it off, which same thing, charge off right off. Most public record items remain on your credit for seven years, although bankruptcies can stay up to 10 years. So those are negative items on your credit report if, if they stay on there for a while. Another item that may stay on your credit report is an inquiry. That stays on there for two years. Yeah, that's interesting to know. Uh, an inquiry, for example, when you go out and you want to open up an account, they pull your credit record, credit report. That's an inquiry. Yes. So what I'm going to do now is let Raquel go over a couple of things that can positively or negative uh, affect your credit. 
And this item can actually positively affect your credit. If you pay off your credit card bills every month, you do not necessarily need to have a credit card balance on your credit card every month. So you can pay it off at the end of the month, before the end of the month, before it's due, and that will actually positively affect your credit report. Um, something that will negatively affect your credit report is to settle any account that you might have, and you might want to, you might sell these accounts and might not sell them in full. For example, well, you might open up an account with somebody and they balance that you haven't paid over a period of time uh-huh. before they charge it off they'll try to attempt to send it they'll send it to a credit collection agency yes and they try to make some type of collection on the amount that's owed correct and after a while with the credit collection agency they'll try to settle the account with you so they may call you and say theron you owe five hundred dollars on this account we'll consider this paid in full if you pay 150 dollars. and if i paid 150 dollars basically me acknowledging that I owe that credit. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Right? And then that will affect your credit in a negative way. Yes. Another item that a lot of people might not be aware of is um, when you do go to those consolidated type credit companies to say, okay, I'm going to consolidate all the debts that I might have, those companies can actually also negatively affect your credit report. Going to those companies can affect your credit report negatively. Sure can. I had that happen to me before. Um, It was right around the time that they um, stole my credit ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah you don't want to do that that's they they report that and it seems like you're getting assistance with paying your bills or what they're doing because some of the uh, consolidation company will try to collect the money for you the accounts that you were consolidating normally stay open so they'll collect the money from you and pay the other companies mm-hmm. that you owe so mm-hmm. basically do they helping you manage your credit manage your bills right uh, that's not that's not helping at all. So this has been an episode of Let's Talk About the Credit Edition with me and my wife Raquel. So anything last word any any last words, Raquel? Yes. I do believe that anyone can actually build their credit and maintain a really high credit score if they do actually work at it. And if you do have any questions or you do need additional help, you can send any questions you have to Theron and he'll respond to your questions or any comments you have. Thank you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.